self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we're still doing a little portion of the show. So if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. And we have a letter from Nikki. Nikki. Thank you, Nikki, for again. Um, Nikki has written us before, if y'all have been listening long enough to recall. Um, first off, I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your dog, Red. Thank you. Please continue to discuss pop culture. I feel like the current format of letters, Reddit posts, and social media pop culture posts make for a good show. Questions. One, undoubtedly, 2020 has been a bit of a dumpster fire. In your opinion, what positives have come from the craziness that is 2020? Two, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live and why? Three, what are some things that you wish somebody would have told you? Sincerely, Nikki. I don't even know what I would say was positive about it. Um, You know, the point that we had in 2020... It's like being in the middle of a lesson that you can't process quite yet. <laughs> it's like getting your ass beat by a couple of bullies in the moment. It's just getting your ass beat by some bullies. It's just pain, hurt, trying to get away. At some point, you learn how to not get your ass whooped by bullies or how to defend yourself <laughs> at some point. I feel like 2020 right now is like we just getting our ass rocked. For no reason. We didn't even do shit. We like just walking. We just walking down the street with our date. You know, finna have a good old date. And now we finna get robbed. Some motherfuckers just came out with some knives. Like, we gonna poke your ass what's in your pockets, motherfucker. That's 2020 right now. You know? I mean, that's what I guess I could say your camera froze. But, um... I guess the time that I've spent with my friends that I've been able to spend has meant more just because everybody's been quarantined and shit. So, like, we haven't really been able to hang out. But, like, we had a um, a game night at my house. I don't know how long ago that shit was. But that was the first time since COVID hit that all of us had kind of got together. So, like, I think hanging out with people is more meaningful because you can't do that shit like you used to do without being concerned about fucking COVID. So I guess maybe that, like, it's hard, man. It's hard to come up with positives. I don't fucking know. I mean, I transitioned my business from in-home services to in-office services, which pays me twice as much. Yeah, there you go. And so that's been a positive for me. And the reality went when or if I ever would have made this change <laughs> had it not been for COVID-19. I would still, right now, on Monday, probably be headed home from a client's house all the way 50 minutes away from me just because I want to provide community services, and that's where my referrals have been coming from. Uh-huh. But I like this better. <laughs> and I don't know when we ever would have switched up. 
Um, I ain't mentioned it on the podcast yet, but I'm moving. I'm moving to Hawaii. He is from Alabama in uh, December. Um, that's another COVID-related change. Uh, if COVID wasn't going on, that probably would not be happening at all. Um, but that's what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna consider that a positive right now. Now, if I go over there and up homeless and get humped by the dogs on the street, then I guess I can come back and uh, rehab this dialogue. But I'm going to be fine. I think this is a positive move. So if I had to identify some positives, I think that those would be it for me. Mm. And uh, move. I mean, a move into a house. That was this year. It seems like it wasn't because this year has been just a dumpster fire of many things. But and I love this house. Like, I like this house. I like where I live. Like, I'm cool with the neighborhood. Like, this is probably the my favorite place that I've lived since I've been living on my own. It's a nice house. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What was the next question? If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live and why? That was the second question? That was the second question. Um, not America, anywhere but fucking here. Well, now I may not say that because there's places where I, you know, be fucked up, especially with me being a woman. But it definitely would not be anywhere in the United States of America. Um, I can't really say. What I would say, because I haven't traveled to a bunch of places, I would want to travel to a bunch of places and get a feel for shit. Like, like I know a lot of people say they want to live this place or that place, but if you ain't never visited there, like, you don't really know if you want to live there for real. So, like, I would like some time to be able to travel and then decide on a place that I would want to live because I would want to, you know, based on what it's really like as opposed to what the, the tourist shit that you see. Because, like, once you ain't a tourist no more and you live there, and you got to deal with whatever it is. <laughs> so, but it definitely would not be anywhere in the fucking America. Kiss my ass. Like, I would give, I would say goodbye so quickly to America. Like, no. this may sound messed up, but I would like to live the least racist place that is not all black. Yeah. I don't even know what that would be. I don't know either. But that's why travel. You have to travel. I think you have to. Travel. But, when my girlfriend moved to Australia she had an African roommate and she ended up hanging out with some Africans at some point and um, she just told me about a time where they were talking about their family histories and I think that I don't think that the Africans over there really understood or had been in front of a, a African-American person that truly did not know where their culture was from. Mm. That truly did not have any idea where mm. her upbringing was. And I think it was kind of eye-opening moment for them, but it was also like a moment of, uh, eye-opening moment for her too. Because when over here, we never have to have that conversation with African-Americans because we all in the same shithole yeah. situation. Yeah. And um, I haven't engaged with enough Africans to get to that level of depth of dialogue, you know, but a part of me feel like, man, I feel like such a, I feel like I would still feel like a foreigner somewhere like that. And then a part of me feels like 
I already know what it's like to be a minority, like to be less than. I just rather go somewhere that's mostly white, but just with as least racism as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds fucked up, man, but I feel like living in an African country would be bring more problems than it would be solutions. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't automatically say Africa. Like I said, I would want to travel just because how a place really is and what you see from like the tourist side is completely different. So. I wouldn't really be able to give an answer without having had the opportunity to travel because I wouldn't want to base it off of like tourist shit. It's, it's yeah, the tourists when you live there. <laughs> like if it was possible to put a um, to have a list of countries that are least racist to countries that are most racist, I want to live in the fucking top one of the top five. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like if it was possible to do that, <laughs> that's what I would want. What? And, was it three questions? What are some things about getting older that you wish somebody would have told you? Now, this ain't something that I wish somebody would have told me. This is something that people have always told me that I didn't think was real until it happened. But when you turn 30, I don't know what the fuck it is about 30. I'm the age 30 that humble your ass. I'm going to make sure you know that your body don't belong to you 100%. <laughs> want to let you know that gravity don't fuck with you the theory of relativity don't fuck with you inertia don't fuck with you force don't fuck with you all of the things that make up our rules of, of existing the rules of nature laws of nature they don't fuck with you you're going to fall you're going to bump into stuff you're going to hit something your toe on something or you just gonna wake up and you can't fucking walk for some reason. That's what I was gonna say. The aches, the aches, it's, and I, I think I used to hear people talk about it, but you think people being dramatic or whatever, but you just be achy for no goddamn reason. And I mean, I get it. My body has been working and doing shit for thirty five years. I get it. I do. But at the same time, it's like shit. Um, the aches, the aches, the food, like. In my twenties, I could eat whatever, you know, and it didn't it didn't fucking matter. I went to Papado's with my cousin and had shrimp and grits from Papado's because I had I just started eating shrimp and grits, so now I be wanting to eat it everywhere to like see who has the best. Jake still wins out for me. Papado's was it, and it was fucking thirty dollars. That's a whole other conversation though. But um, that shit gave me the worst. I've never had acid reflux in all of my life. And I got back to this house and was sitting on the couch and I was wondering what in the fuck was going on in my chest because it was the burn of a thousand suns. And then just, you know, like exorcist spewing of the food that I had. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? This has never happened. I this. I done ate all kinds of shit. And I've eaten shrimp and grits before. But at one, probably because of how late it was, which that's another thing. Like, the time of day matters. Like, you doing shit later fucks with you. Like, it just, it's just, oh, so many things. <laughs> so many. A lot of shit. When you turn 30, life, you, you get a new lens to look at life through. You realize you can't do all of the shit. I I got a bike, right? You know, Red got a bike. Yeah, I did. And to be honest, I was not thinking about, like, I've been thinking, talking about getting a bike for like a year and a half. But 
I wasn't thinking about getting my bike when Red got hers, but I just went and got a bike. And now it's a Walmart bike, so it really ain't suitable to, for a 325-pound cat. But, you know, whatever. I'm trying. I, you know, doing what I got to do. And I rode my bike the first day. And first off, my legs were burnt. I could tell my legs had some workout when I was going up the steps after I rode for the first time. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> first second, I couldn't get up a hill. I couldn't get up a hill. I didn't get up a hill because I didn't I didn't shift my bike to the right gears to be able to get up a hill. And at least that's what I'm gonna tell myself forever. I mean the real answer could be that my legs weren't strong enough to pedal them motherfuckers up. No, it was probably the gears. Cause I'm gonna interject here just for a second. So I bought I've switched bikes since I told y'all about the bike. I got like an old school one speed cruiser bike. All right. And I live in a neighborhood with a lot of motherfucking hills. And I, I was dying. Like my knees and my calves were dying. The difference when I so I, I found out they had a mountain bike that was the exact same price that I had paid for the cruise. So I just went and swapped that shit out. They let me. I, I got it from um Academy. The difference shifting down to that first gear on a hill, man. I was like, yeah, I could have been doing this shit. I'm out here killing myself. <laughs> I didn't have to. The gears do make a hundred percent difference. Like a hundred percent. Like how sad is it that I have to do it on, on gear one for anybody that mountain bikes, y'all probably laughing your ass off at me right now, but that's what I need to have. On gear one, I can make it up the hill and you know, I still be a little out of breath, but I can make it. That other bike, I couldn't even get up the fucking hill. Like it, people, I know my the people in the neighborhood was like that poor child because I would be walking the bike most of the time instead of riding at home. <laughs> I couldn't get up the hill. I could not do it. It was too much. So no, the gears make a difference. You need to like figure out your gear system and start shifting them holes. They make a difference. It does. It makes a big difference. Yeah. So, I took my first ride, and I got none, and I was like, okay. I felt some stuff. My, my legs work, everything. All right, cool. Felt good about myself. I didn't ride for long. Don't get me wrong. I didn't ride for long. I rolled around a block once. And I went to sleep, and I woke up, and my arm was feeling funny. And I'm like, what the hell is going on with my arm? I feel all right. And the next day, it was, I feel like I pinched a nerve or something. And a part of my body that I have never pinched a nerve It was like, it's okay, you know the part between your neck and your shoulder, the little curved part? Take your arm and go as far as you can and go a little bit further than you really can reach. That's where my neck back was fucked up, my arm was fucked up. It was impacting my shoulder. My neck and my back, and I couldn't reach down to pick up shit with my right arm. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucked up for three days, and then that shit recovered, and then I was like, was that shit from riding the bike? That's the only high impact thing I did. But what the fuck that got to do with this whole area that was fucked up? I feel like I did a little twinch on my bike, and it turned into a whole full blown three days of fucked up, <laughs> fuck up the itness because I'm over 30. 
that's how I feel. I feel like that's where that shit came from. Like I don't remember shit like this when I was a kid. Like I don't remember like moments where a muscle or a pinched nerve or shit was going on, and you can't trace back to when the fuck it happened. Listen, that was just my deduction that it must have been me riding the bike because that's the only high impact thing I did. But I have no idea what fucked my arm up. It don't make sense. It's a whole little gang of kids in my neighborhood that ride their bikes. And when I tell you the first time I saw these little niggas riding their bike that I was angry. And let me tell you why I was angry. Effortlessly. <laughs> okay. I remember me trudging up this fucking hill dying. And these little niggas are just, and I'm like, what the fuck? I used to could do that. What happened? When did, when did all of this, like, I don't understand. The fuck? That's what I wish, you know. But it isn't all negative. I do am appreciative. I have never had less fucks to give than I have in my 30s. Like, I reached 30, and, and I already didn't really give a fuck, but, like, I really really don't give a fuck and i don't really care about the little shit that i used to care about like i went to papa Do's because my cousin came down and brought her her new bow and it was the first time meeting him and i kind of <laughs> had you know how you have one of them out of body experiences sometimes where you can like see yourself from the outside but I, I see i can kind of see where people might think when they first meet me that I might be me. <laughs> I kind of get it now just from <laughs> that experience. <laughs> and I wasn't I wasn't being mean to him, but like I I just I'm a very straightforward person. So like if something's on my mind, I say that shit. And just by his response and how he was looking at me and just like I don't know, I had this experience where I was like, this is why people think you fucking mean. This is it right here. <laughs> this shit right here. And then, I mean, I didn't care enough to stop. It was just an interesting experience to finally see. Because I used to be like, why do people think I'm so mean? Like, I'm the nicest person ever. Like, I don't get it. I don't get why everybody's first impression of me is that I don't, you know, I don't take shit or I don't, I don't understand. But I get it now. I do. I do. You I know, see. You know, and I think. I don't think you can say I I say whatever come to my mind because I'm blunt. Because some people say whatever come to their mind, but it don't be about nothing serious. You know, some people be like, you know what? I, I wonder why carrots are orange. <laughs> like that's saying the first thing that come to your mind. That's different than you because you be like, I wish that bitch would do this <laughs> or do that. And like that could be the first thing somebody hear you say. And now they like, oh, Lord. She's gonna cuss somebody out tonight. This girl, I don't even know her, but I know she gonna. I know she got cuss out a nigga potential. That's how you be. Like the stuff that come, like the stuff that you're blunt about, ain't just generic thoughts. Like it's the worst things that it could be. <laughs> that's like that's where your th that's where your brain go immediately. It is. I'm trying to think of something he said that I, when I responded, I was like, this, this, this shit, this, this is what everybody be talking about. He said something, and I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I don't even remember what it was, but it was a lot of moments like that, and I could just tell by his face where he was like, ooh. And, like, me and my cousin are very much alike, but very different, because 
she feel the same way, but her shit come across a lot more sweet. I don't know what it is. She just comes across a lot nicer, a lot sweeter. Well, even yeah. though <laughs> she feels the same way about Listen, shit. You done talked about her parents and you done talked about your parents. See, True. You, you are essentially the villain and she the hero in terms of y'all upbringing. <laughs> and the way y'all think. I mean, I ain't saying that you a bad person in that sense and she a hero or nothing. I'm just saying the influence of your family shows versus the influence of her family shows. You're the pessimist. She's the optimist. Yeah. You know, you're the glass half empty and cracked and hers is the glass half full and it's a picture over here with more in it and then we can fill it up. <laughs> oh, shit. I did tell him about the 26 albums. That probably didn't help. None of that shit helped. You can't be going around with your ID knowledge on motherfuckers. You can't do that. It was relevant to the conversation. I didn't just out of nowhere say, oh, you know how many apples it take to kill a nigga? Like, I didn't do that. It was relevant. Clearly, it was relevant, but it was also in the context of all this other bullshit that he's putting together about you. <laughs> like, it would have been different. Like, if you would have taken into consideration, like, if you would have froze time and been able to look at a transcript of all the shit you said, you could have said to yourself in that moment, you know what, telling this motherfucking 26 Apple story probably don't fit in how he's perceiving me right now. So I should probably say some light shit. Hey, I got a podcast. <laughs> shit like that, you know. We oh, talk he, about social justice and ratchetness. And he listened to the podcast, it's OV anyway. <laughs> no, I think it's a nice balance on the podcast. I think it's a nice balance on the podcast because... I force you to respond to things that make you have to be more playful. <laughs> that's the, that's what we do on the podcast. That's how we exchange. Now, if this was just you talking by yourself, that shit would be different. <laughs> you wouldn't be saying nothing. You wouldn't be responding to nothing silly because you would be bringing up no silly shit. You would no. just be talking about how horrible niggas are, how horrible <laughs> they been, how hard it is to date, and how to kill them all and get away with it. That's true. That's what your podcast would be about. It would be. It would be. Yeah. I mean, so, but even with the extreme of my personality, I do think in your 30s, like you just start to care less about like the little shit that you care about that don't really matter. Like, you know, how you tell teenagers all the time, like that shit really don't matter. But in your 20s, you still them. You it, That shit still matters to you, too. But like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, I really don't care. Like, 20 year old me probably would have been trying to like impress this dude. 30 year old me is like, he my nigga. He her nigga. I'm just gonna go ahead and be me. <laughs> like, it don't matter if you like me or not. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to about being a, a senior. About the, I feel like the level of not giving a fuck that seniors attain is legendary. I think that it is, is, admirable to get to that point in life. Luke Skywalker levels is, is amazing. It's amazing. I'm 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 ready for that. I'm ready to be that old lady. I'm excited to be that old lady. Yeah. I don't wanna care about anything. <laughs> I really I barely care about anything, but you know. Yeah. So I wish I don't know. I wish somebody like I wish my parents wouldn't let me get fat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would have made us go outside more. I wish they would have made us participate in sports more. 
I wish they would have put us on exercise more, not let us eat whatever we wanted to. We went into the kitchen. That's what we did. <laughs> Me and my brother came fat. They used to call us the Eminem twins. Oh. We were both round as fuck. Rotund. <laughs> <laughs> then a motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, I I mom, we didn't do we didn't get to eat what we wanted. And I was skinny for a long time. And I still the thing about it is. If if the people listening could see me, they probably would be like, "Bitch, what is you talking about?" Like, especially heavier people. But I'm heavy in comparison to like what I was, and so that is what that's the scale that everybody uses for like the shit that they talk about my weight. So like, you would have gained weight anyway. Yeah. Now it took me a lot longer, like. But as soon as I graduated high school, motherfuckers was like, it's like they just want to put this bad juju on you. Like, oh, you're going to go to college and get them freshman 15. Like, it just, and then when that shit didn't happen, then it was, oh, when you get past 25, you're going to get, and that shit didn't happen. And I, I mean, I didn't gain weight till I was like 32, 33. Like, people just be wanting to put that shit on you. <laughs> Like, let me be all right. Shit, my metabolism got this. Just hush. You sit over there. Mind your business and your metabolism. Leave mine alone. Mind your goddamn metabolism, bitch. <laughs> okay. But I think we answered all the narratives. Did we answer all the questions? Yes, we did. Thanks, Nikki, for sending us. Thank you. I saved a bunch, and I'm, I think some of them they deleted them, so it is what it is. But I still have plenty. Okay. I have two from Aramai the asshole. So if y'all have a Reddit that has some shit that we should like get some uh, letters from, let us know because I would like to like go into different subreddits and get stuff. But I did go into Aramai the asshole. Um, we got somebody that wore a wedding dress to the sister-in-law wedding. Um, we have, am I the asshole for taking my husband's side, which is the stepfather to her child, and making my daughter go live with her father? Uh, my boyfriend doesn't want to get tested. A question about PTSD. And a wife that chuckled during sex. Uh, clearly, the sex chuckle <laughs> will be the first. <laughs> He's thir- they're both 35, so they're our age. My wife chuckled last night in bed, and things are so awkward now. Are any of the women here turned off by dirty talk in bed? Last night, my wife and I were finally getting some alone time after a long week of work and raising our son. Yesterday afternoon, I made her come twice by playing with her under a blanket while my son built Legos in another room. So we were both, especially me at that point, looking forward to late to last night when my son would be asleep. So she's in lingerie and we're having a good time. <sighs> Damn it. So if y'all don't know, I really, really hate the other word for vagina and I hate saying it. <laughs> You want me to but, say it? No, because it has to be said or the letter won't make sense. Shit. Okay. So she's in lingerie and we're having a good time. And I tell her that her pussy feels so good while I was rubbing her. A few a few seconds later, she chuckles. At some point, uh, after some pride, she finally tells me she laughed because of what I said. I pointed out that she has said similar things like that before. And she said 
she does it because it turns me on. I don't know. She's hot. She shaves or waxes her private area sometimes, and I figured she liked the compliment. Anyway, I got embarrassed, totally turned off, went soft. Nothing like being laughed at in bed. She was upset. I put my clothes on, tried to sleep. Things are awkward. Sorry for the rant. Sorry if this is the wrong page to do this. An update. You on the update or are you on and just respond to it? Let's respond. Let's respond now. Oh, look, dirty talk don't work for everybody. Like, dirty let talk me, don't work for everybody. Let me make sure I got where we're going. He said, I like how your pussy feels. Yes. And she chuckled. <laughs> and he got all in his feelings. Yes. Look, man. <laughs> if you can't laugh during sex, man, what the fuck are you doing? is really not the place for laugh, especially not like I think women. Okay, so you don't have fun. You don't laugh during sex. Why would I be laughing? I'm just like (laughs) when I have sex sometimes it just be we telling jokes and laughing and just it be a (laughs) whole thing. No. It ain't like it's not always serious. It isn't even about being serious. It's just not a funny time. <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed and it and it been just not for like a bad reason. <laughs> if I'm laughing, it's usually not good. Well, when I build by the time I built up a relationship with somebody and we get to the point where we having sex, we got so many little inside jokes that end up playing out when we having sex at some point. You know? Or like somebody needs a pop, and then I, <laughs> then it's like, okay, this is an opportunity to say something a little silly. If it's her knees, if it's my knees, then you know I might say something, or she might say something. But like that's just generally been my experience. Like I'm silly of an, enough of a dude that like clearly. Uh, but you're used to that for somebody who they've been they married, got a son, and she ain't never laughed, and then she laughed this one day. He is not going to just take that as like, oh, it's uh, well. That's he, look, listen, listen. He trying new shit. You got to be, you got to expect the unexpected when you try new shit, man. You can't be saying shit you don't normally say and thinking motherfucker just gonna stay turned on. <laughs> like if somebody. T- if somebody told you to say, my my pussy is hot for you, <laughs> <laughs> the way you're going to say it, you're going to be like, my pussy is hot for you. That's how you're going to do it. And he's going to fucking laugh at that shit. That's what's going to happen. Like, And that's because you're not versed in saying it and it's something uncomfortable for you. It's not congruent with who you are. you know. But see, for me, that's why you got to find out what motherfuckers like to hear. Like, I ain't finna say nothing that's going to get me laughed at. <laughs> you know, I'm, sure he I'm horrible know. with sex talk though. I'm horrible with saying stuff sexy. I don't. I can't do it. <laughs> right. I'll be wanting to do that shit. I'll be doing that shit like my brain think, like logical. <laughs> oh, the way your muscles are contracting is very erotic. <laughs> oh, wow, your body is functioning properly. It's really juicy. <laughs> I don't say shit like that, but the shit that I think about saying is so much closer to that than something that a woman would be turned on by. <laughs> like, I know my weaknesses. 
again, dirty talk is not something that's for everybody. Like everybody doesn't respond well to that. And it sounds like this might have been some shit that he hadn't done and she it just took her by surprise. I might have laughed too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, man. Like I I have told women before, I'm gonna start talking dirty to you when we in there. And some of it might be fucked up because I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try. Just let me know what hit and let me know what missed. Oh, those jiggles are amazing. I really. <laughs> that gyration is fantastic. You got to do it in that voice? <laughs> yes. Jesus. I told, I told one girl that I was like, the next time, the next time I finish, I'm going to do an opera. Oh, I did that shit too. Just because I be I be fucking silly for no reason. Oh my god! And you in there all work no play. No, it's not even that. It's just I. I, I mean, clearly the all work version of playing. <laughs> it's like a kid that comes to the playground with a suitcase. <laughs> he comes to the playground, open up the suitcase, and pull out his fucking uh. Sand bucket and fucking shovel. <laughs> like, that's your version of sex. Like, look, we're, we're here to play, but we playing serious, motherfuckers. I wouldn't even say that. It's just, I don't, I'm trying to think if, I, if I've laughed and it not been inappropriate laughter. Um, I don't think so. I, I just don't think it's happened. I mean, not even just laugh, but just be sillier. I don't know. I don't know. I guess not then. I can't think of it. But this probably would have been me. Like I'm the I'm the person who if he were to try something new and it was something like this, I would be like, What? <laughs> but it wouldn't obviously we've been having sex long enough for us to have a fucking kid together. Like obviously I'm not laughing at you because of sex it's because of what I mean, you said it was exactly. like imagine Imagine having sex with three years for some with somebody who don't really talk much in bed, and then after three years with no warning, he just be like, "Oh yeah, make that thing clap." <laughs> <laughs> That's the response you would give right there. That laugh you got right there. <laughs> That's what would happen. It is. It is what would happen. But I would hope he would know. It's not again. It's, I'm not laughing at you because the sex is bad. I'm laughing at you because what you said is so out of fucking character that it, it just. And <laughs> that's the off. problem. That's the problem. His inability to recognize the context by which she may have been taken aback and surprised by something in a humorous way is his fault. Like your dick got soft because of your own mental bullshit. She didn't do that. You did it to yourself. You shouldn't have said that shit. <laughs> Or you should have prepared her. Or you should have watched some damn movies. Don't watch porn. You just got to watch some erotic movies. Or maybe even read some erotic books. That's better. Read some erotic books because porn goes from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah, but erotic books is too flower. Like, it's too flower. Like, I read romance novels. But if a nigga said the shit that's in romance novels to me, like in real life, I would probably laugh at it because it's so fucking ridiculous. It's good for when you're reading the shit, but like if I'm having sex, I don't want to hear romance novel talk. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it just be really fucking weird. Well, you got to be creative enough to put romance novel talk with the aggressiveness of porn. <laughs> Zane, 
Read some Zane books. Zane I know. No, Zane is nastier than porn. <laughs> Zane books are nastier than porn. Like, I didn't know what Zane books was. And when I read Zane, I was like, how dare women have the audacity <laughs> to shame us for watching porn and they read a Zane book. When I see a Zane book on somebody's cabinet, I at least know what they know. <laughs> I know I know what they know. Like, every woman don't know that if a woman ain't never watched porn, they may not know that dudes ski in a woman's face. <laughs> and they might not know that women swallow cum. If you don't read a fucking Zane book, you know all of that shit be happening. <laughs> you know all of that shit. If a Zane book is on your cabinet, you at least know what freaky look like. You may not be a freak. But you know what it looked like. So when I'm somewhere and I see a Zane book, I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Where do you lie on the scale? <laughs> I'm only on one Zane book. I did not know. Like, I was like, oh, a black author <laughs> in romance. <laughs> did you read all of it? It was Probably. a com- well, it was a compilation of short stories. So like I I read the first one and I was like, ooh. <laughs> But I was like, well, maybe it was just that one. <laughs> and then I kept reading, and shit was just like worse than worse. It's the dirtiest shit you've ever read. Like, you remember? Not... Do you remember the most like, what the fuck am I reading moment from that book? She went. This lady went to go. She had, I guess she, you know, had a short haircut, and she went to a barbershop to get a haircut, <laughs> and I guess it was late, and her and the barber were the only people there. And like it was a whole sex scene in the fucking barbershop. <laughs> it was just like it was, and I'm so rational and logical that I'm thinking every barbershop I've never seen is like glass. <laughs> so like y'all just fucking in this chair <laughs> where anybody walking by just see him. And he, and I I think either he had somebody because they kept talking about how wrong it was. Either he was married or she was married or maybe they both were married. Y'all just doing this shit in front of these windows? <laughs> see, that's what I see. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure there's barbershop that ain't set up like that, but every barbershop I've ever seen, you facing the street. <laughs> with, with. But that ain't even that ain't even the part of Zane books that make motherfuckers go wowie zowie. <laughs> that ain't the part. Like I said, the, there's part of them books that teach women young that this stuff be happening. <laughs> like when when is the first time you found out that men be ejaculating on women's faces? When did you first find that out? I mean I watched porn when was the first time I Oh because your mama had a box full of uh animal stop right there <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna go back to that memory. <laughs> Some new people no. might not remember. They don't need they to. Heard it. It, they don't want to hear it. Trust me, you don't want to know what he's referencing. It's okay. Terrible. But anyway, I had I watched porn as a teenager. So okay, so you you seen that pretty, stuff and you knew it pretty early on. I knew that this kind of shit happened. So, which let me say this: my mom let me read romance novels, and I read romance novels before I saw porn. So, like, I had this idea that sex was this, like, you know, the super romantic. <laughs> And then I see a porn, and I'm like, "Whoop! This is not. <laughs> this is not the same. Not what I imagined at all. This isn't romantic at all." <laughs> he called her a bitch. <laughs> what? What the hell? You get your porn, your first porn from? You know, you must have had Wesley Pipes in that. I was trying to say some of that black porn, like he be you a nasty bitch. 
Wesley Pipes. It was Wesley Pipes. I'm and telling like, you. That's not romantic. It was Wesley Pipes. Or unless you watch some like BDSM porn. If you don't watch BDSM porn, you definitely watch the Wesley Pipes flick. <laughs> he was definitely cussing cussing them women out. Nobody else. Lexi DeSteele, <laughs> Mr. Marcus, none of them cussed them out. Just Wesley Pipes. He was, Wesley Pipes would say some shit like, suck my dick before I tell your mama what kind of nasty girl you is. What? <laughs> yeah, like, why is she doing it? Like, Jesus. God, like. Disturbing. Uh, let me read the update, because we got way off. <laughs> we did. We did. Update. We talked, told her I was embarrassed. She said she doesn't know why she laughed. She admitted she likes it sometimes and doesn't know why she laughed. Said she was implying that I must have said that with someone else in the past when she said, where does this come from? Oh, he, he didn't say that. He didn't even say that. She said, where did, like, obviously it's what you said. Like, we both apologized. Happy ending. That's what it's, I wouldn't apologize because it's like, you took me off guard, nigga. <laughs> Shit. Damn. That's just what it is. You ain't come out of left field on me, and then I can't control my reaction to some shit I wasn't expecting. <laughs> my natural reaction was just to be like, what? When did we start doing this? I'm sorry. You're not about to like this. Oh, fuck. I've gone to find five of Wesley Pipe's quotes. I just want you and everybody else to hear why you shouldn't get the things that you say in sex with your partner from porn. Specifically, Wesley Pipe's porn. This is going to be so disrespectful. Look, skip skip over three minutes <laughs> if you want to get ready to get past this part. Okay. Wesley Pipe quotes. Suck this motherfucking dick. You know I like my shit wet up like a drive-by. Do a drive-by on this dick. Yeah, there you go. You a crip or something, huh? You cripping, bitch? <laughs> Who the fuck is that supposed to laugh at that? How are you supposed to... <laughs> Let me put my kids in your mouth, bitch. I'm going to turn your throat into a foster home. Take this nut. (laughs) This is Wesley Pipes, everybody. You'll know him when you hear him. Trust me. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You stupid or you smart, repeats three times. Chick, I'm smart. Mouthful of penis. Wesley Pipes. Well, work your brain like a college freshman and make it nasty for me. That one was funny. I'm not even going to read the next one. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Spit on my motherfucking balls. They should look like two disco balls in a second. Spit on them. Don't be shy. You naked with two cameras rolling. Too late to be shy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and this is only a sliver. Oh, my God. Of all of this crazy shit he done said. I read one with a laundry list of stuff. Then it was just five of them. For whatever reason, that reminds me of when Dave Chappelle was talking about his balls was smooth as eggs. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Oh, my God. But anyway, sir, get over that childish ass shit, okay? Your woman struck up a laugh, you know? Um, the only thing you should care about, listen, to me, the main thing you should care about 
is that you're you you can you know how to make your woman bust a nut. That's important. That is very important. Okay. And you said you did that just playing under the covers while your little kids playing Legos and shit. All right. <laughs> if you know how to bust a nut for your woman, then do it. If she laugh, make her not laugh. Make her say Ooh, or whatever she say when she have have an orgasm. That's like take it as a challenge. Oh, you laughing, huh? I'm like one of the three stooges that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some old silly ass woman sounding like that when she have an orgasm out here. <laughs> some women out here like I'm sure it's crazy yeah. people out here. Oh, um, okay. it's, uh, it's a porn star out here who, when he ejaculates, sound like he gets stabbed up by some motherfuckers <laughs> on the street. <laughs> he do. He'd be like, ah, 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 ah. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Am I, is he hurting or am I not experiencing this shit like I should be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. We got let's, damn let's, so too deep into porn and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, let's move out of there. If you are new listening to this show, or if you're a professional that knows me, it's not me. It's actually <laughs> my brother. So, continue, Rant. <laughs> We're gonna move into some less uh, sexy porn talk. I'm gonna read yeah, this, am I the asshole one? Am I the asshole for taking my husband's side, stepfather, and making, and they put that in quotations, my daughter go live with her father? Yes. Was, <laughs> you, <Continue>. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even let me read. All right. I remarried about four years ago. I have a daughter from a previous relationship, and my husband has two kids. My daughter, she's going to call her D, and the daughter's 17, despises my husband. They were civil when we started dating, but as soon as we got married, she changed her tune. I wouldn't say he's done everything perfectly, but I'd say he's done everything he can. What does that even mean? It's a problem. It's bullshit. (laughs) Step parent. You got to do a lot of shit perfect, boy. We've tried family counseling, setting boundaries, giving D more space, but nothing has worked. And was what irks me most is that D still views her biological father as her father. What? That's because he is, bitch. <laughs> See, these prob- these parents are a problem. I worded it like I wanted her to see my husband as her father, but your husband's not her father. Her dad is her dad, and your husband is your husband that you chose. But anyway, believe me, I get why she does, but he's never really done anything for her. When we were married, he'd tell me to take care of Dee, and when she's with him on the weekends, he's working and doesn't spend time with Dee at all. Recently, Dee had a dispute with my husband because he asked her to move over so he could get past. She refused and started arguing with him. I tried to defuse the situation by trying to get Dee to talk with me in another room. She stayed where she was, and I told her that she needs to learn to live with her stepfamily. She screamed that she wanted to live with Dad full time. It broke my heart, but I called my ex and arranged for her to start living with him. The thing is, my ex had also remi- had also remarried. But she barely saw her stepmom and step-siblings because stepmom works weekends and these step-siblings go to their fathers on the weekends, too. Ex and her stepmom show obvious favoritism to these step-siblings. And if she tries to speak out against it, they'll take away her phone and ground her. We don't. While we do give more attention to my stepchildren, that is completely age-based. Girl. These step-siblings on my ex's side are around the same age as her. My stepchildren are nine. While they can 
for the most part, take care of themselves with regular parental support. They need a little more attention than Dee does. Two weeks ago, Dee asked us to come pick her up and explain what was going on. I told her this is my husband's house too and she needs to respect him. She agreed. We've taken her to therapy. She's been more open about her feelings with us <clears throat> in counseling. While she's not close to my husband, they have been making progress. I've talked to my mother about it, and she says I'm a cruel asshole for making my daughter go live with my ex. So am I the asshole? Ma'am. Okay. No. You're not the asshole. You are, to, from my perspective, you were obliging by your daughter's wishes at that point. Your daughter decided that she wanted to live with her dad, even if it was in duress. And she went to go live with her dad and she found out that shit wasn't all peaches and cream. <laughs> and she came back and now she's actually willing to work on the relationship. You know, so and I don't see the part where the stepdad actually made her go. See, it made it sound like the stepdad making her go live with her was that he was like, she got to go live with her dad. Yeah. But it, she's what she's really trying to say is that my stepdad's behavior or her stepdad's interaction with him is what pushed her to wanting to go live with him. That's why I said yes at first. But I don't think she the asshole. Nah. I think she just, her daughter, the daughter said, I want to go live with my daddy. Mama said, okay. They went to go live with the daddy. And that's not mama making her do it. That's mama allowing her to do it because she said that's what she wanted to do from the conflict. Yeah. That, that's fine. I mean, that that's the ideal way you want to do it. Now, I do have some problems with some shit in there because a whole bunch of the problems, there are a whole bunch of problems that are derived from the idea that the mama wants the stepdaddy to be her daddy. Yeah. And I imagine that the stepdaddy is probably trying to act in a way that mama is projecting that she wants him to act if they both aren't projecting that onto the daughter. You can't pretend like a child's parent doesn't exist unless yeah, that child, <clears throat> maybe if that child explicitly communicates to you that that parent is dead to me and fuck them, maybe. But you, that's not your turn to dictate. Nope. And if you try to dictate that term, if you try to make it as if this child's parent don't exist, that's going to bite you in your ass one day. Because that child gets to create a hero out of the parent they don't have. Listen, and that's why what they do. You want to go live with him because yeah. you have been for so long. And it sounds like you probably talk shit about it. Like, you want, she's one of these parents that talk shit about the other parent. Um, there is no reason for you to have the expectation. Now, there are some kids who accept their step-parent as another parent or because that other parent isn't involved, they willingly on their own call them mom and dad. That's different. But you coming to me saying, you're gonna, this is your dad and you're going to call him dad. Who? Who's going to do what? No, the fuck I'm not. <laughs> like, you not, that's not, you're going to get the complete opposite of what you're wanting and doing that and trying to force that on a kid. And yeah, it's going to make the other parents seem like this heroic figure, which is why she says she wants to go live with him full time anyway. Like, you can't do that. Kids have to determine the breadth of their relationship. You chose this man to be your husband. You don't get to choose him to be her dad. Like, that's a choice she made. And I done told y'all before about my upbringing where my mama pretty much, <clears throat> there's a fine balance that you have to find between shielding your kids from people that are new in your life that you don't know is going to become something serious and people that you have determined that it is going to be something serious. Um, I think you need to, if nothing else, give your kids the illusion 
of building a relationship with them because my mama just didn't introduce us to nobody and showed up and said this man finna be your stepdaddy and he moving in soon there was no transition there was just a y'all gonna accept him we didn't get a chance to know him or anything i do think it's important to shield your kids from meeting every guy that shows up in your life that seemed oh. like they may be something but there is also a period at which you have to decide that I'm willing to take a chance with this person meeting my kids um, because this has gotten close enough. But what I would hope, what so I would tell somebody in my mama situation. So if I was working with a family and the mama said, you know, um, I have not allowed my child to really engage with any man I met, but I met somebody that we are going to marry. We're going to be serious. I would tell her, you need to wait like three months, like pretend like y'all are dating for the, the next three months yeah, and use that as an opportunity for your child to build a relationship with that person and be sold on their existence and then go into saying, how do y'all feel about us getting married? It ain't, you know, we made the decision, but I want y'all to be, I really want y'all's blessing. That's, that would have been all right. Like the idea that my mama said, I'm going to marry this guy and then came and just said, hey, y'all, I'm going to marry this guy, but didn't give us a chance to get to know him. It's the reason why we ain't fuck with neither one of our stepdaddies like that. Um, and so you can't, you've got, you've got to allow your child an opportunity to build that relationship on their own terms and themselves and go from there. Um, but in this case, as far as what the post says, stepdaddy don't seem like he did shit wrong in terms of the daughter choosing to go. And I don't think that mama made a decision um, for her to go. I think she just allowed her to go when she said it. And it actually turned out into a better home situation for everybody. So um, another thing about that, when I tell you that a kid will create whatever hero they want, I tell a lot of a lot of parents be telling their kids, well, he ain't never done nothing for you. He ain't shit. And I'd be like, OK, if he really ain't shit, then let your kid find out they self. Yep. You can't deliver that understanding of that person to your kid. If the daddy used to cuss your ass out, then let him go spend time with his daddy. When he get cussed out, he gonna come back and tell you I don't want to spend no more time with him. Daddy an asshole. And yeah. that's what'll happen. But if you try to hand deliver that message to the kids, then you're gonna lose that battle. Yep. They you need to find out for themselves. They gotta find out for themselves. It's just like if you date a new person and somebody tell you he ain't good for you, girl, <laughs> you ain't gonna just break up with him because somebody else said that shit. You're gonna be like, well, I'm going to keep my, my fucking guard up. That's what you're going to do and keep doing the same shit until you get fucked over. <laughs> but you got to learn the lesson on your own. You're not just going to take yeah. somebody else's word. Their relationship is was different than yours is. Yep. Indeed. Uh, okay. I this... got one. Okay. I got um, one. I'm always scared when you have one. I know you got another one. Yeah. But I got one. Okay. What? Your camera froze. I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. Oh, all right. Pray when you have one. Am I the asshole for refusing to accept my son's relationship with his stepsister? Oh, I don't like how that sounds. All right. Well, let's read it. <sighs> Some backstory. When my son Nathan was two, he met a friend in his daycare class who we'll call Abby. Her dad, Jack, was one of my own, one of the only other single parents there as his wife had left after Abby was born. 
Jack and I bonded over our children and ended up dating for a year and a half before getting married, and we had our daughter Eliza less than a year later. Jack and I always raised all three of our children the same, and though they knew that Nathan had a different dad and Abby had a different mom, we never thought to question if they saw each other as siblings. Then last week, Abby and Nathan sat Jack and I down and told us that they had something important to say. Abby started in about how for the past few years, her and Jack had been in a romantic relationship. She said that it happened after they were both adults, that they had gone to relationship counseling when it first started, and that they were seriously thinking about marriage. Nathan then told us that they had admitted to having feelings for each other as teenagers, but never acted on it because they were afraid of ruining their friendship, hurting each other, and most of all, what we would think. At this point, Jack looked at me, grabbed my hand, and hugged our children. He told them that he was sorry for us keeping them apart and that he could tell how happy they are together. I just got up and left. Where I might be the asshole. My husband is right. They do look happy together. In fact, I've never seen my son or daughter happier, but I just can't accept this. I haven't responded to any of their messages or call and pretended I wasn't home when they tried to visit during the day. I've been fighting with Jack since this happened, even so far as telling him that if it were my choice, they would have never had my blessing, and I would put them both in therapy for having incestuous desires. This really upset him, and the fighting got so bad that I had him sleep in the guest house. I've never gone this long without talking to my children. I've never fought my husband. I have no idea how to navigate this. Every time I think about this, the whole relationship just makes me sick and angry. That being said, I know I'm hurting my children. I know I'm hurting my husband. Where Jack might be the asshole, since Abby and Nathan told us of their relationship, Jack has been going on tirades about how unsupportive I am, how, how bad of a mother I am, about how I don't, how I didn't do this to Eliza. She's gay, and he's been comparing her and her girlfriend's relationship to oh, Nathan and Abby's. He's sorry. even threatened me with divorce. How he would full, how he would get full custody of Eliza, and how he would take me to the cleaners if I didn't accept our children. He hasn't talked to Nathan or Abby about my reaction, but he has threatened to. So Reddit, am I the asshole? This is complex because if they had, if you had met the dad when the kids were older and this happened, then I would be more inclined to be like, I mean, they were already, you know. But he did. He she say he was three. Yeah. So they grew two. up two. together. Two. Yeah. They grew up together in a household as siblings. That's kind of weird for me. I mean, I, I applaud them for taking the steps of going to therapy and all of that. But I can see how that would be weird for her because they grew up as siblings. Again, if they had met. She had met his dad when they were the kids were teenagers. That would make more sense to me than you growing up with this person from the time that you have concrete memories. <laughs> this person has been a sibling to you. Like, that shit is weird. Uh, no, I don't know if I, they're incestuous. They're not, they're not blood related, but it is weird. It's fucking weird. I don't know. Because I don't know. I don't know how I would deal. Like, her husband is a dickhead. For the whole, I'm gonna take you to the clean. It's like, nigga, okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, Jack, but I can see where, like, Jack, they they in the different positions. Like, the mama in this case is the the situation last week where the daddy punched the boy in the face and just spit his <laughs> ass on. That's the mama this week. Yeah, the but... daddy is all, oh, I want to embrace y'all. Oh, I can't believe we kept y'all apart for so long. Like. He's like Dr. Seuss in this situation. And she like the fucking Grinch. I mean, I wouldn't say she could have responded better. I'm just saying I get how this is uncomfortable for her because they grew up together as siblings. <laughs> like, again, this is not no shit where they were older and met each other and like, okay, I can see how that shit. 
he was two. He was a fucking toddler. And I don't know how old she was, but she's probably around the same goddamn age. Like, this shit is weird. It's weird. That's weird. Like, because I grew up in the household with my brothers, and yeah, we're blood related, but like, at no point in that time, like, this shit is weird to me. It's just, I don't, oh. Like, oh. And I don't know if it's because they always knew that they were step siblings, and so maybe they never really looked at each other like siblings. I don't fucking know. It just, it's weird. I get, I get where she's coming from. Um, but they're people. <laughs> they're not breaking any laws. Uh, her doing this is just creating havoc in the family. So I think she's gonna have to figure out whether or not this is worth her losing her son and stepdaughter, and I guess potentially her husband over. Um, that's a her problem. It's not necessarily a them problem. Because again, I mean, technically they're not siblings. Technically, they're you know, it's not incest. But it would be weird for me if I met a man. We both had little small kids, and them kids grew up together, and then they decided they wanted to be together when they got to be adults. Like that shit is weird to me. That would be just as weird as like adopted siblings. Like we y'all were adopted at the same time in this family, and then y'all get older and decide you're gonna be together. That shit would also be weird to me. <laughs> so y'all we gotta edit. Both of my children have admitted the therapist did not know they were raised together at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was Why just, all messed that out. That was to ensure that we don't let the professional that's okay with their relationship as it is because they cancel. I can't hear. Uh, you kind of cut in and out when you were saying. What's, what was that? I guess that's so we don't think that the professional out here okay with that kind of relationship. Okay. They don't know about that kind they of relationship. They didn't know about it. Okay. I mean, what did you do if these couple came to you for counseling and <gasps> you worked with them on their relationship and at some point they pulled this out? Nigga. Would you say y'all need to break up? This shit gonna fuck your family up? Or... Would you be like, look, y'all are adults, y'all are not blood related, and while this may cause some turmoil in your family, I don't think there's really uh, necessarily anything wrong if this is what y'all are choosing to do with y'all lives. I would be like, we're going to discuss this on next week, and then I would be like, on point, nigga, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I'll be like, I'm going to process. They're both grown. They're not blood related. They're seemingly having a positive and productive relationship. My interest is the client's well-being, not their parents. So I need to help work on whatever their goals are. If their goal is to have a successful relationship and find to communicate it to their parents, then we will have a conversation about how this may cause turmoil. Is it possible that you would lose a relationship with your mom and your dad? Are you okay with losing a relationship with your mom and your dad? If your relationship takes precedent over anything that can happen from those relationships, then let's work on that. So let's work on how to communicate it. Let's work on how y'all going to manage the backlash for that. So the only thing that would stop you from having that same attitude with people that are actually siblings is that they were blood related. Because, like, again, for me, is you were raised a sibling. Yes, you're not blood related, but it's like adopted parents aren't blood related, but they still the parents of their kids. Like, they still create that bond. They still have that familiar bond. So for me, even though they're not blood related, the relationship still existed as a family type relationship. But that, that would be but that 
that would have to have been their justification for why they in a relationship. But, they now try to get with Eliza as hell. Well, they didn't, but they also kept it from you because for a reason. Like, they ain't just come in and say, you know, we, we was raised together, but, like, for however long, if or if they even ever told their therapist this, they did it, and there's a reason for that. There is a reason why they were not comfortable letting the therapist know. Of course. Big ass. Who's supposed thing. to be comfortable with that shit? Nobody. It's not, it's, 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 it's not, if it's not when you break it down, a social taboo, it plays as a social taboo on the surface enough that you ain't just going to go meet a new couple say, hey, yeah, we've known each other this long and uh, uh, yeah. we've known each other for 22 years and yeah, new couple, but we, up, we were raising siblings. Your therapist that's supposed to be helping you. Because the whole point, the whole reason I'm sure that they went to therapy is this fucking issue. Because that's the elephant in the room. But and mean, he never just... addressed the elephant in the room. Y'all just went and act like y'all was just a regular couple just having regular couple shit and never really <laughs> this big ass thing. But you know, you, it ain't that simple for people. You can't act like you ain't had somebody drop a big ass bomb on your ass in the middle uh-huh. of shit that you probably should have known at the beginning. Uh-huh. You know, that's we our brains don't work like that. We get fucked up like that all the time. And it's just another measure of how you could get fucked up and, and what you should do like, about it. Because and... <laughs> I couldn't respond at the time. It would be too much for me. I need to process this. <laughs> Shit. Are ancestral relationships illegal? I think it depends on... They, I mean, as long as... I know it's illegal if it ends up being a big enough age difference for it to be stacked. I think at that least like underage. I think direct. So like, I don't think brothers and sisters and mothers and uh, sons and that kind of shit. But I think instead you can like your first cousin you can marry still. Well, that's what I'm saying. The reason that an ancestral relationship, the reason that a blood relationship with me would be not right to treat as a therapist is because it would be illegal. Let me see. Because Alabama, you know. I was thinking it was illegal. Incest laws in Alabama. Let's see. Let's see. Um, let's see. It's code 13A. A, per- a person commits incest if he marries or engages in sexual intercourse with a person he knows to be either legitimate, illegitimately or illegitimately. So your dad is other children. You can't do this shit with either his ancestor or descended by blood or or adoption. Adoption. That's kind of this situation. Well, <laughs> of the judge went and turned this as adoption. So what? Adoption. It's not adoption, but what I'm saying is that it's the same in that your adopted parent has no blood relationship to you, but because of the type of relationship it is, it's still illegal for you to to start dating your your grown adopted child. So I don't know how that would be different for step siblings. Uh, his brother or sister of the whole or half blood or by adoption, his stepchild or step parent, while the marriage creating the relationship exists, his aunt uncle, nephew, or niece of the whole or half-blood, a person shall not be convicted of incest or of an attempt to commit incest upon the uncorroborated testimony of the person whom the offense is allegedly to have been committed. Incest is a class C felony. So this is saying that it ain't incest if the other person said it was all right. Um, 
the last part a person shall not be convicted of incest or of an attempt to commit incest and upon the uncorroborated uncorroborated testimony of the person with whom the offense is alleged to have been committed so what the thing is cutting out what did you say um, if, if it's not incest, if the person who is not corroborated indicates that it wasn't problem. I don't know what's going on with the internet or I don't know what it is, but it's like I hear every other word. <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. There we I think okay, try it again. Say something. Yeah. I'm saying that it's saying that uh, a person can't be convicted or accused of um, incest if the person that is the subject of it is testimony against it. So it's like basically, if the person that they say you had an incestuous relationship with is like, no, I want no big deal, without saying no, no big deal, then you and not convicted of it. Well, uncorroborated. What is uncorroborated? What is the definition? Uncorroborated <laughs> means nobody don't make you do it. So what? Uncorroborated. Uh, not confirmed or supported, or supported by, evidence by other evidence. Or, okay, or so, so no, if you don't have evidence of them being in a relationship, it can't you have it can't be uncorroborated. So it can't just be. I don't know. I mean, I so I guess don't nobody snitch on y'all hugged up on the park in the park. <laughs> then you you good. <laughs> I guess so. I, I don't know. But I feel like if adoption is included, and it did say something about step parent, like I feel like the siblings should It go sounds down. like that whole definition is talking about the adult in the situation. It don't seem like talking about child versus child. It, well, it doesn't in, say it doesn't have an age. This just said because there's not an age. It's just incest if you marry or engage in sexual intercourse with a person that is your ancestor by descended blood or adopt. Like it is at any age that that happens, it's illegal. So like you can wait till the kid is 18, 19, 20. It's still incest. Well, case yes, that would be the reason why I would not encourage that relationship counseling i guess uh, so Let me see I, I want go ahead you go ahead but i'm gonna see somewhere that ain't because you know alabama we we yeah we be behind. we made those we made those laws because there's so many old people that's married to their cousins and siblings let me see what california they're very liberal <laughs> see what they say california the extreme version of this shit. um so, California incest law only applies to sex between relatives who are both at least 14 years old. But this, so, and I guess outside of that, it would be like um, statutory. But this does not mean it is not a crime to engage in sexual intercourse with a relative who is 13 or younger. Penal code 261, yeah, statutory rape. Um, I need the law like I had with Alabama. Uh, 
you go ahead with what I want. That. Um, yeah, I, I that would be the reason that I wouldn't turn them away versus you know moving forward. Um, I would ask them what are the laws in your state regarding ancestral relationships. If you have siblings, siblings, yeah, that'd be my hierarchy. I would not turn them away because of that, uh, because they ain't doing nothing illegal, and they like to be okay. It's just that they finna have some turmoil by communicating this with their family, and they need to be ready and okay for negative outcomes. And so I'd be working on them with negative outcomes and how to manage that. And if they lose the relationship with some of their family members, are they okay with that and moving forward with their relationship versus this? I'm sure at this point they would know that it was possibility that their mama would be tripping about it. Yeah, I feel like my kid would know, like, you know your parent well enough. And they probably knew, what's his name, James? What's the husband's name? Jack. Jack, Jack, they knew Jack wasn't going to care. Like, you could, I'm sure they could read the room and kind of knew who was going to be all right with it and who wasn't. Um, But that would fuck with me. It would. It would. Um. That would be one of those situations where I would have to be like, okay, we're going we're gonna to hash this out next week. <laughs> Same time next week, guys. <laughs> Damn. I would yeah, have this to shit, process it. <laughs> yeah, this shit different. Um, most of the Reddit posts are saying this is above Reddit pay grade. Both <laughs> 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 of the Reddit posts say this shit way too complicated. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> I ain't giving no input. If they met when they were teenagers and their parents got married, I would I would have no issue. Like, it would be a whole different thing. For me, what's holding me up is the fact that they were raised as siblings. But let me, I'm going to clarify this. I'm going to give you my response by answering the question. Am I the asshole for refusing to accept my son's relationship with his stepsister? No, I don't think you are the asshole for refusing to accept the relationship. But I do think you are the asshole for making it a much, much bigger issue for yourself. If you're willing to admit that they look happy together uh, and the only thing you can is accept it, I think that it's possible to accept some things you don't like and act in ways that don't cause problems. If it is your goal to create problems and to assert that you don't want them to be together for the rest of their lives, then that makes you an asshole. And the son talking about you, oh, you accept Lexi or whatever the the sister, cause she gay. That's not the same no, fucking thing. the son do that? The, the daddy did that. The daddy. That ain't the same motherfucking thing, Jack. <laughs> it's different. Well, it is different, Jack. That's vastly different, Jack. Sit your ass down. <laughs> what the fuck is you talking about? Yes, accept her as a lesbian. That's different than our children who were raised together as siblings wanting to be together. It's a little different, Jack. Okay, you can disagree, but don't sit up here and act like this shit is the same. That's what we're not going to do, Jack. I applaud Jack for being open to all of this different shit that his kids throw out here, though. Um, but okay. using one as using one on the other one is is an asshole move. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds? Like, I like to be. I want to believe that I'm that open of a parent, but also statistically. This shit definitely ain't gonna happen to me. And statistically, <laughs> my son or daughter ain't gonna be gay statistically. But if I happen to have a gay son or daughter, I'm gonna have all the support. But I mean, you can't support everything, though, man. Yeah. See, I, 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 gay son, gay daughter, I got you. I'm gonna be worried for you, but I got you. 
you wanting to get married to your step sibling that you've known uh, since you was two. I don't. I can't say. I can't say. <laughs> be accepted of that. I just. I hope I never have to find out. Let you me gotta be. Say. You don't have to accept it to be cordial enough for them to feel like they are still loved. I I, I refuse. Whatever I don't agree with, I refuse to make my kids feel like they ain't loved, except there are several things in which I would probably abandon my children. <laughs> one would be a psychopath that has murdered people. Um, one would be, um, um, I don't want to say going to jail, but depending on what they went to jail for, potentially going to jail. Um, and uh, maybe not even murder somebody was becoming a serial anything like a serial rapist oh jesus yeah you i don't know where i fucked up at but it's a rap son or daughter <laughs> okay um okay i'm gonna do this one it's another am i the asshole am i the asshole because i wore my unconventional wedding dress to the sister-in-law's wedding and let me just already off top say that you probably are an asshole for this because this is a simple thing for you to not do and everybody knows weddings are about the bride that's her day that's you know that's that's a big ass deal for the little girls they dream of it and so for you to wear your wedding dress even before i read this it's just like girl all the dresses in the world you just anyway um i got married four years ago in a tiny ceremony with only close family in attendance the dress I wore wasn't white, wasn't a gown, and isn't at all recognizable as a traditional wedding dress. My sister-in-law just got married a few weeks ago, social distancing, small ceremony, etc. I wore the dress I got married in because I love the dress, not because it was my wedding dress, but because it's comfortable and looks nice. Sister-in-law recognized the dress and had a meltdown at the reception about how I was trying to upstage her and told everyone I purposely wore my wedding dress to ruin her day. Lots of people look confused because, again, my dress doesn't look like a wedding dress. My mother-in-law is insisting I apologize for ruining the wedding. My husband says he support me, however, and however I want to handle this. But apologizing would probably make things blow over faster. So am I the asshole? I just don't understand why. Because again, people, you you gotta learn how to read the room. Okay, you've known your sister-in-law probably for enough time for you to know she was gonna have a problem with this. And I get your dress is comfortable and all of that. Just wear a different dress. Don't wear a wedding dress. Because even if other people don't know that it's your wedding dress, she knows that's your wedding dress. And bitches that care about stuff like that. And I'm not one of them. So understand that I'm saying this from the case of somebody who don't even give a fuck about weddings. But for people who do, that's a big deal. Don't do that. That was an easy thing to not do. To just pull out another fucking dress out your closet. Like, you know, if your sister-in-law was a bridezilla, just don't do that. It wasn't even worth Was it worth it to cause all this ruckus? Just don't do that. Don't wear your wedding dress to a wedding. That's so I wonder if I wonder if she wore that dress to her sister-in-law wedding first and then got married in it if the sister-in-law would have had. Like, was the sister-in-law's mind just fixated on that was the dress you got married in or does it actually look like a wedding dress that is her wedding? Because she said it don't look like a wedding dress. She said, and she did an edit and said, let's she didn't post a picture, but she said it, I don't know what, a navy A-line that falls just below the knee. She said, I wear this dress at least a few times a year to events like other weddings or graduations or parties. 
So she's saying it don't look like a wedding dress at all. You know what? I think she's the asshole. Just I think she's an asshole. Yeah. I think yeah. that she understands the social context of weddings enough to know that it's a very important day. And if she, and maybe she ain't the asshole, maybe she just stupid and socially unaware. <laughs> um, I think being an asshole is better than that because it would only go to this situation. But like, I and I guess cheap. Like, why? I don't know why the fuck you would wear for your wedding dress a dress that you wore a whole bunch of times at other all kind of other events. Like, why would you want your wedding dress to be some shit that's in your other Facebook photos too? That don't make sense to me. Like, come on, it's your fucking wedding day. That's why her husband, husband, like, here I support you however you want. He said the same thing when he saw that dress. He's like, this girlfriend used this same goddamn dress to marry me in, and she been through these two goddamn. But you know what? If she finna do it, I ain't finna complain. I'm just gonna say whatever you want me to support you, babe. I'm gonna do it. Just apologize. It'll blow over faster. But you know what? Maybe you should go to Reddit. <laughs> Don't nobody say that shit. Don't nobody be like, you know what? Maybe you should go to Reddit, babe. <laughs> Ask those motherfuckers. Let me see what other people said. Um... I'm trying. Everybody just freaking. See, if I owned a pretty dress that was custom fit to me, I sure as hell would wear it a lot. Opie says she got married in a tiny ceremony, so almost none of the significant other guests would have known it was a wedding dress if she didn't throw a fit. It was a navy freaking blue. No, but here's the thing. It doesn't matter. She knew that it was your wedding dress. Like, and again, I feel like somebody that's going to get upset about that, you already knew that they was that kind of fucking person. Like, she probably been stressing out over every detail of this wedding the whole time. Like, she, you can, people with that kind of personality, you already know that. Like, wear a different fucking dress. Just put on a different dress. Just don't wear that, don't wear your, and then, okay, it was a tiny ceremony, but apparently she was one of the, the motherfuckers that was invited, okay? So she saw the shit, just wear a different dress. It ain't so this person, <laughs> this person seems to have one of the most reasonable responses from oh, a it? lot of people. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with you're the asshole, though I don't think you meant to be. It's very tacky to wear your wedding dress to another person unless invited to do so. You wore your dress with your sister-in-law had been would have seen to her special day. I don't think you meant to be offensive, but asshole behavior is judged by your culture, your peers, and your own behavior. You did something thoughtless and it caused someone else to become upset. It doesn't matter what the dress looked like. You should have gotten a new one or spoken to the bride. You were careless with somebody else's big day and it looks bad. So even if I don't think it's the end of the world, it was socially insensitive. Yeah, yeah. that's the response. That's yeah, true. That's, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if the you just don't do that. Like, because there are a lot of people who get married in unconventional dresses. Like, everybody don't wear white or um, off-white or ivory. Like, everybody's wedding dress don't look like that. But you still don't wear your fucking wedding dress to somebody else's wedding. For what? Just wear a different fucking dress. That ain't the only dress you got in your closet. Wear a different dress to somebody else's wedding and let them have their shit. Did she wear a wedding dress to your fucking wedding? Probably not. She probably came in just a nice dress, like regular people do. Just wear a different fucking dress, lady. Yes, you the asshole for that. Don't do that. It's tacky. All right, I got one. Okay. 
my 31-year-old brother, I'm a 34-year-old male, wants, no, my 31, he's 31-year-old brother, 34 male, wants me to change my living room decoration because it offends him. What? Oh, wait, but what is the decoration? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I jumped you, in. You asked the right question. <laughs> <laughs> Throw away account and posting here because it got removed from my the asshole for having no interpersonal conflict. I'm arguing with my brother about this, so still seeking advice. About a year ago, my brother and I were at a sex store, and I impulsively bought a glass dildo as a joke. The dildo isn't super phallic looking, and it came with a decorative stand. It sort of looks like an abstract art piece slash sculpture. Anyway, I put it on my coffee table as a centerpiece, and honestly, it doesn't look like a dildo unless you knew where I got it. My best friend, 30-year-old female, is the owner who ever commented on it, and she thought it was hilarious and agreed with me that it looked nice and not immediately phallic. My brother came over today and saw the dildo and told me to take it down and put it away because it made him uncomfortable. And also, he said it reminded him of the time we went to the sex store together and got mistaken as boyfriends, which isn't my fault at all. I laughed my ass off. I told him no, and I'm continuing to display it, but now he's angry at me and is passive-aggressive about it every time he comes over. I don't want to take it down because it was a really expensive purchase and he doesn't live here anyway. Plus, um, arrow slash ace and think sex is kind of a joke, but I wonder if I've gone too far. Should I... Take it down just to make my brother more comfortable. Too long, Dylan Reed. I'm currently decorating my living room with a glass dildo, and my brother wants me to take it down. I refuse, causing an argument. Should I cave or just make him comfortable in my home? I mean, he don't live there. That's your fucking house. True story. I mean, I, I wouldn't take the shit down. Like, that's... Yeah. I mean... And I'm, I'm guessing that he's gay since... <laughs> it just sounds like he may be gay. He's aromantic asexual. What the fuck is that? Aromantic I forgot what um, that was. There's so many things. Basically, somebody who is any individual who identifies with both spectrums, for example, an aromantic asexual, an aromantic demisexual, and a lithromantic gray oh my God. asexual can be described as airway. Hold on. What's that, that didn't answer it. <laughs> didn't answer shit. Hold on. Let me find a better goddamn <laughs> oriented aerois. They experience a different form of attraction that is neither romantic nor sexual, but is significant enough to warrant a place alongside their orientation. They will identify with another orientation label in a non-romantic, non-sexual way. So they are not, they don't look for romance or don't look for sexuality. Okay, anyway, moving on. Um... Yeah, either way, whether he's gay, a-roll, whatever, it's his house. You know, the brother don't have to come over there. If you that bothered by it, then just have him come over to your place or y'all meet at a restaurant or some shit. Like, that's your house. I don't think you're an asshole for decorating your house the way. I, I was, I didn't know if the brother lived there. That's why I was like, what is it? <laughs> Let me wait and see what the situation. Because if it's a shared space, I mean, it's a little different because he, he lived there and he paying bills there. But, like, this is your shit. Like, you de decorate what you want to decorate. Just don't come over here and look at the deal, though, if you don't want to. You get me that side of here. Stay away from the glass meat. <laughs> Jesus. I agree. Shouldn't they goddamn, that's your fucking place. You do what the yeah. fuck you want to do. You don't want your brother to be uncomfortable. Take that shit down, but do it because you want to fucking do it. Don't do it because your brother wants you to. If you don't want to, leave that shit up. It's your decision. Yep. Fuck the world. True story. Like, your house that you put, whatever. Look, again, I live in a neighborhood where it's like two houses that's real close to my house that's got Trump 2020 flags flying. I'm not going to go tell them they got to take that shit down. I'm never, ever going to go and knock upon their doors. 
because <laughs> they they can do that. But I can also decide that this is not a place that I need to be. <laughs> hey, old Jim Bob, you're uh, you need to take this flag down. <laughs> like I'm not gonna do that. Um, but I'm also not gonna go over there. That's you. You keep you and your Trump nomics over there. I'm just saying I'm gonna stay over here in my house where I'm where's Trump free. Yeah, that you're not an asshole for that. Your brother is an asshole. He needs to get out his feelings. It ain't that deep. All right. Uh, so things that have gone on in the news this week. I don't know if you got any pop culture shit, but I'm gonna go ahead and get up with the main thing. Um, Tory Lanes has been formally charged for shooting Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, and his daddy then came out and said, "You a date star? You gonna shine, young brother?" And then he came out and told his son, "Son, I'm always gonna be there for you and everything, nigga. They not ain't none of that shit guaranteed. You might not be a date star. You might not be shining because you might be in the ass in the jail shining somebody else's asshole with your tongue. Oh. And you might not be there for your son because you're gonna be locked up. Listen, listen, man. And you know what the what the saddest part about this is." He came up so aggressively with the idea that he didn't do this shit. His publicist was saying so much he didn't do this shit that I feel like he deserved it. <laughs> I feel like if he came out and said, "Man, I, some shit took over me. Uh, I got out of it, things got out of hand, you know, and yada yada blah blah blah." And I didn't mean for what happened happened, and I really wish the best, and I sent her flowers, and I did. Then I would legitimately feel sorry for him if he had come out to be charged. But the fact that he handled it how he did is different. Now, there's other, you know, men always going to create some conspiracy theories when it comes to them not thinking a man done done some shit wrong. And so, yeah, that's Obi. What you doing to Obi? What you doing to my Obi? (laughs) I've been giving him too much affection for the last three days, and now he feel like he deserve all of it forever. And when he ain't being rubbed, he go... Why somewhere? <laughs> That's what's wrong with him. Dang. I'm gonna have to treat him cold as hell. Like I'm gonna have to treat his ass like Ike Turner again. Don't do that. <laughs> you can't be getting habituated. It's kind of like when you feed a dog a piece of food from the table, they stand up under the table for a whole year. <laughs> like they don't have no gauge of when enough is enough, <laughs> or when shit ain't supposed to go. But anyway, um. So, so what they've been saying is like audio of his bodyguards and stuff have been coming out that kind of indicate that the people who was actually in the confrontation, and, and you know, this sounds like not true. It just sounds like some extra shit that they're trying to create a narrative about. What who actually was in the confrontation was the women in the car, and um, Tory Lanez was trying to get the gun away from them, and one of them shot Megan the Stallion in the foot, and it won Tory Lanez. And and you do, come on, man. Do we really think? I don't know. I don't want to entertain it, but uh, I guess the truth will come out in court. Uh, he facing up to twenty two years for this. I say twenty two years and ten months. But after you say twenty two years, it don't even matter how many months you say after that. Why the fuck you say ten months? Twenty two years. That's all you gotta say. Around twenty two years is enough. You can just say that. Um, what else happened? The debate happened with the vice presidential debate, which was a lot more civil than the presidential debate. Um, the only thing I took away from that was the fly. Bro, a fly landed on Mike Pence's head, 
his eye was red, and they was like, "This nigga decomposing right on TV." Like, <laughs> the fly, cause you know, if a fly land on you and you move, the fly fly away. It may come back, but it flies away. That fucking fly didn't move. He was moving and talking, and the shit still just sat there. I think I read something that said that a fly landing on a person is traditionally like a symbol of demonic shit. Um, but you know, I don't know, man. Maybe somebody was doing a whole fucking uh, s- s- what is it called a seance or some shit. <laughs> Maybe they was f- doing some voodoo on his ass. I don't know. Maybe. Obi is so irritating right now. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna go put his ass out. Don't put him out. No, I'm just gonna close the door so that he, he can't be heard. Through the door too. I mean, I was going to put him out, out. It's two doors between me and where I'm at. <laughs> we, got, we don't have that much long. He'll be all right. Obi, let, leave me alone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he just keep walking up to me and then standing there and being quiet. But then when he walk away, he be whining. Obi's being more needed than Remy. I didn't think that was possible. He is. Remy just back here yeah. chilling. Like, I've been chilling with him for the last three days. Like, what's up, my boy? And we've been chilling. And this is why I don't, this is why I don't like dogs. This is why I like cats. Because cats will come and get three minutes worth of affection, and then you don't see them for four whole days. A dog come and get three seconds worth of affection every three seconds. And they'll do it forever until they die. It's like you can rub the damn, you can rub a ball spot into their head, and they'll be all right with it. <laughs> that shit bothers me. That dogs are too different for me. And then guess what? I gotta go feed them after this. And then guess what? After that, I gotta go and take them out the shit after that. And then guess what? We back in the whole cycle of walking up to me three every three seconds to get some rugs. It's like you never get a break from dogs. <laughs> you know what? You Remy laying on your ass all damn day. Oh, Jesus, ain't he heavy? <laughs> he finally went and fucking laid his ass down. I yeah. hope he stayed there for the next 20 minutes. Might <laughs> <laughs> have me going to dog rant on this show trying to talk about some damn politics. Uh, either way, none of the, you know, the vice presidential election, I mean, the vice presidential debate is nothing. Really, all debates, none, no debate is nothing. Debate, debates don't change people's mind. Debates are really just spectacles. You yeah. know, debates are just an opportunity for motherfuckers to get out here and get people to give them more money for their fucking campaigns. That's all it is to me. Debates don't do shit. Not like federal debates. Local debates. Um, because uh, Lindsey Graham got his ass dusted in his debate, goddamn. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw that debate, but that motherfucker like got dusted by uh, Jamie Harrison. I think that's his partner. And he, his ass is finna be unseated. It, it, like, it's a toss-up right now. Lindsey Graham, who been winning this seat for all this time, is about to get his ass unseated by a black man in South Carolina. You know? Uh, and I wanted to say that about politics, man. Like, I think that a lot of people have gotten complacent in the idea, the misconception, that the Democratic Party is always what it is and it's always going to be that. That's not true. The Democratic Party can be what we want it to be. Because in 20, 25 years, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Biden, Trump, um, Grassley, um, Collins, um, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, all these motherfuckers are going to be dead. They're going to be dead. That's just the reality. They're going to be dead or too fucking old to be politicians. And we can either 
allow this system to continue to be how it is and allow their proteges to take their place, or we can have our proteges take their place. Them the only options we got. We're gonna be in this same situation if we don't participate in voting, even if we don't believe in what the system looked like today. We have to believe that the system can look like something tomorrow. Uh, and by participating in it today, that's just what we got to do. Ayanna Presley, uh-huh, Omar, Corey Bush, AOC, them motherfuckers didn't get voted into their positions because the Democratic Party had to always be what it's always been. It's because there are a whole bunch of grassroots movements around this country that are moving to the degree that it can change the structure of what the Democratic Party looks like. And it can look like what we wanted to look like. It could be more brown, it could be more gay, it could be more everything that represents oppression and justice. Um, but you got to decide what you want in that situation, and then we go from there. Um, Vote. And don't so, be like, listen, I saw some, first of all, let me just say, I don't know who the fuck Asian doll is. I guess I think maybe she's a rapper. I ain't never heard nothing she rap, but she made a po- put up a post and then deleted it. Then got mad because people got mad at her <clears throat> talking about in her support for Trump. And then she come on a video and say, "Well, at the end of the day, it's two white men and one white. It's gonna be a white man for y'all. Like it's somebody black running, and I'm I'm gonna vote for the white man. It's either way. It's gonna. There's a difference between the two white men that are that are running, ma'am. First of all, and if you take your voting, um information from a black woman that called herself asian doll anyway i mean god bless you um don't it, it matters okay yes it's not obama no we don't have we're not gonna have a black president but it still fucking matters okay there's a difference between the white men. there just is so asian doll and why the fuck is her name ain't she only the thing about it she, she don't even look Blasian. She don't even look black and Asian. So I don't even know the fuck she got that. I don't, I don't understand these new people. Oh, I didn't got to that age where I'm just like, who? If what? you look at her eyes, I bet that's why she believes that she's Asian. <laughs> she can call herself Asian. She got like a slanted eyes, which I guess would be a really racist reason to connect <laughs> yourself with an Asian culture. <laughs> I mean... The only thing I had that I wanted to talk about, y'all don't know the definition of pick me. I'm beginning to understand that y'all don't know what the fuck that means. Because y'all just throw that shit around in situations where it don't even fit. Jenny May, is it May? Ma? May. May. Jenny May. That sound country as shit. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying May. That's what I think it is. It sounds very country. Uh, probably because I'm country and I'm saying it. But Jenny May, I'm going to say Ma. That don't sound right. Jenny Ma, I'm going to say Ma, even if it ain't Ma. Jenny Ma from The View, the, the, she the one who is engaged to Jeezy. Mm-hmm. She made, uh, they were doing like a, I don't know if it was a show, if they're doing social distancing show. Anyway, there's a video of her talking about how she has no issue being submissive to Jeezy. And people was calling her pick me for me for this. And it's like, did you listen to what she said? Because what she said is that one, she is a boss bitch in all areas of her life from work. She apparently got some company she owned and some other shit. And she was just saying that if she has a husband 
who has shown her that he's able to lead, she has no problem letting him take the lead. And for some reason, this turned into she a pick me. No, a pick me is when y'all let these raggedy motherfuckers who ain't got jobs <laughs> and don't contribute to the household tell you what it is that you need to be doing. That's different, okay? Because even I still don't think that's necessarily a pick me. Well, a pick me is that woman that carries a persona that she is going to communicate all the things that a man want because she's wanting men to pick her. You know, so I don't really think it boils down to how you engage with your man. I think that is you spread the propaganda of all the things a women need woman need to do in order to be, you know, chosen. I guess I'm saying a pick me would be more likely to just, because he's a man, you need to just be submissive to, to yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, that's yeah. a pick me. But. In act, like a pick me in action. Yeah. Like a pick, the application of a prick me the outside of the theoretical. Yeah. Yeah. So, but somebody's saying when somebody shows them that they are, because I feel the same way. I have a very strong personality, as y'all can see. But I still, one, anybody that I marry is going to be somebody that I, I feel like I can trust to, to do what's best for his family anyway. I have no problem letting him take the lead. I really don't. long as you ain't going to lead us off a goddamn bridge. But, like, this whole idea that a man, simply because he has a penis, is the head of the household, y'all kiss my ass. All right? Kiss my ass. It, you know what? It goes back to that... Uh, that uh, letter that Kat sent us that had Jill Scott on it, where she said, if, <laughs> if you he know can't tell me what to do, he can tell me what to do. But if you can't tell me what to do, you, you can can't tell me what to do. Like, it's just that. It's like, and, and you know what? I will go so far as to say that transitions outside of relationships. And I tell people, like, if, if I'm in a barbershop talk and it's just men in there, and the zombie apocalypse happened, and we look outside and see fucking cars flipping and zombies coming towards the barbershop. You know what I'm saying? And they walking toward the barbershop. You know, if somebody jump on the table and say, hey, everybody, follow me, because I think I have the best plan, uh, versus a dude who pull over the snack machine in front of the door, start looking for weapons and handing weapons out, I'm following that nigga. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the rhetoric. I don't give a fuck about the dialogue. If you about that shit, I'm going to be like, this nigga look like he got the plan. I'm gonna go with this nigga, and and that's what she was saying. She yeah. was basically saying this nigga got a plan. She probably didn't say nigga, but he got a plan. And you know what? The plan look alright from this point. So I'm gonna go with him. Now if he start fucking up, exactly. I bet she will deviate from that shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Just that like a whole different conversation. Yeah, just like if the nigga who gave gave us weapons and barred the doors start pulling out Bibles and being like, <laughs> we gotta pray. We're like nigga, we are beyond prayer. <laughs> We should have been praying for no zombie apocalypse. This shit here now, prayer ain't finna take these zombies out. We is. I question his ass then. I'll be like, listen, man. If this nigga think we finna pray the zombie apocalypse away, this shit ain't gonna work, y'all. We gotta start a coup. That's how that shit be happening in goddamn uh, Walking Dead and all them zombie shows. Motherfucker be like, I don't agree. That's how it's 3,000 different sects of Christianity right now. Motherfuckers tried to pray different and uh, a group of members said, y'all see how they tried to pray this week in church? We should start our own goddamn church. <laughs> well, let's do it then. Fuck them. They're trying to pray all singing and shit. You want to do a church where they did that shit? Oh, yeah. Old niggas. That's like the only job old niggas in the church can have. Yep. Humming. Yep. Humming out loud. But 
that's who I'm following, you know. And so I think that's all. That's what I heard her saying that you know, if a motherfucker take charge and lead and he leads him effectively, then why wouldn't you follow the motherfucker? It just caused controversy to just be like, well, I ain't following you because you a man. I don't give a fuck that you got a good ass plan laid out well <laughs> and our future secured and set together that a way that I never have to worry about anything in my life. You shouldn't tell me what to do. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And that's what I see or what I imagine when people be calling folks pick me just for every little thing. Like, it's some women or that call folks pick me simply because she ain't out here saying niggas ain't shit. If you ain't saying niggas ain't shit, if you have anything positive, you'll pick me. And that's not how it works. Like, a pick me is somebody who, despite all evidence to the contrary, is going to follow in behind and say what they need to say to get this nigga, regardless. Jenny Ma was saying, and, and again, I think most women feel this way. I have again, I would have no problem letting my husband lead as long as he's not he leading us in a way that's gonna carry our family forward. If he shows me that that is the man that he is, I don't have no problem with that. I don't have no problem with it at all. Know that I'm still gonna express my opinion, but I don't have a problem with letting him take the lead at all. But that's based upon you showing me that you can you can do that role. It isn't based on me just saying, well, he the man. So, I, you know, he make all the decisions. No. No, he doesn't. Mm. <laughs> not necessarily. So, y'all, please stop using pick me wrong. Jenny, I was not being a fucking pick me. She's been, and I mean, if that ain't what you want to do in your relationship, if you somebody who you got to be the leader in your relationship regardless, because you don't want a nigga to tell you what to do, that's your business. That's your choice. You're going to probably, I don't know how that's going to work out for you in the end, but you can do that. That's your business. But don't be calling her pick me because she has a different outlook. That's that's all that is. And her outlook, to me, makes perfect sense. Now, I don't know Jeezy personally. Really, all I know about Jeezy is he used to rap a lot about drugs, okay? Don't know him personally. <laughs> don't know him, you know, I don't know what he is in his day-to-day -day life. Obviously, she has saw something in him that she feels like he would be a good leader for their family. So. That's just what it is. That's not a pick me. You ain't a pick me if you happen to think that there's some niggas out there that are shit. Like you, you know, mm -hmm. that's not a being a pick me. <laughs> Y'all need to stop using that shit so loosely. That was the only thing I had that I wanted to say. Because I saw that shit and I was like, Y'all don't fucking stop calling this girl. Like, this is not that. Y'all do not know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, we had a bigger conversation to have. Um for the long ride about uh, this militia group that was attempting to kidnap the uh, governor, governor of Michigan. Of Michigan. Um, and it's crazy how much white men can get away with and almost get away with and how much we get persecuted from when it's very little. Uh, but that's an ongoing conversation. I'm just wanting to see how this unfolds before I weigh in on it. But um, that's about it. Sound like a whistle. <laughs> yeah, he just he is just so Remember, irritated right, right now. now. But you don't do this shit. You might get him so irritating right now. I found like... somebody to get him. Oh. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll give him the attention he blocked. He gonna have a, a puppy brother. That's what he gonna have. That's why. Um. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't really see Obi. I see Obi as a one dog household. No, Obi love animals. Obi love other animals. What? 
He wrote he raised he was raised by two cats basically. <laughs> oh, that's why he acted the way he acted. Yes, I was trying to tell Cat he's a clearly he's a dog, but he got a lot of he got anxiety, but he got a lot of cat mannerisms that look like anxiety. Well, Keith had cat characteristics, but he didn't have no anxiety. He was just a jerk. No, cat characteristics. I mean, like how you see cats, you know, just how they run and how they like be sneaking around and and stuff like that, and how they hop up and run and then just. For no reason. They do that shit. He do that shit too. I guess. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you got anything else on your mind? Uh oh, so I did ask Shogun uh, about the like pop culture, you know, continuing the news of doing the red letters. And he said he liked the red letters. He said he feels like that's where we shine the that part letters. of the show. He likes that part of the show. So I did what? get some feedback from him. Shogun from Government Name Podcast. That's G-U-B-M-I-N-T. See what I did there? Look at me shouting out folks. And I also, you like games because I don't need no shit. <laughs> also, uh, Rockman 3K3. What is it? Leroy Ketchum? Is that who he is this week? Yeah. Is that who he is now? Mm-hmm. Nerdplate. Check out Nerdplate Podcast as well. But yeah. That's what Shogun said. Uh, I think, I mean, one thing we good with the ratio, we got an hour and a half of letters and then 30 minutes of, uh, of, um, newsy stuff. News and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't do my, um, viral post, but it's all good. I have like five or six of them. Uh-oh. Anyway. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.